Hello and welcome to the Gossip Stone Podcast, where we talk about the Ocarina of Time randomizer and its community. Where we focus on racing, the competitive scene. Uh, we also offer tips and thoughts to the community as a whole. And our hosts today are... Hi, I'm Yoshi. Uh, my opening route of choice tends to be forcing Deku whenever I can, and otherwise three song with London Ranch to Gerudo Valley. I'm Mimo Soda. I like to mix it up, but, but I think my favorite opener by far is Deku Tree N2 Early Adult. And I'm Riley and I usually do uh, instead of all the time because it's the best. Um, but as you can t clearly see, today's episode is going to be about uh, opening routes and how good they are, how effective they are, their uses, their applications and how bad sometimes it can be. Um, before we start, I do want to give a quick shout out to Shadowfix, our audio behind the scenes, our editor tech uh moral support at times so massive shout out to shadow fix for all the support here yes and to start off we're gonna go start with the rando recap so we're gonna talk about the na and eu weeklies from this past week and let me tell you there were some uh pretty bad seeds pretty poo garbo like both times I heard that I left the hammer in Ice Cavern as my last item. No way. I can't, I can't believe it. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, that's that pretty atrocious. Um, yeah, the NA Weekly started out pretty okay, I want to say. Like, it wasn't too, too bad. But then, like, as the seed progressed, it was like, oh, this is, this is, this is starting to look pretty grim. Yeah, the first three songs here, if you did the three-song opener, uh, Prelude on ZL, Song of Time on Opona, and Opona on Sarius. So uh, not the most incredible starting songs for the NA Weekly. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure Early Adult had not much either in this one, I want to say. It's pretty vague, remember? Because I don't, I don't even think I did Early Adult this seed, personally. I think uh, I went... So if you did... The insta-adult routes, uh, well, you would have found Zelda's Lullaby at Minuet. You would have found Minuet at uh, Bolero. And then as far as items, well, uh, <laughs> that's the only thing. There, there wasn't really a, a ton of items in that, that early adult site. You would have only found the Zelda's Lullaby. Oh, yeah. We had some few hints in there that we got, like, oh, uh, Song of Storms is at... Uh... Temple of Time, which was locked behind Fire Temple. We also had um, Bottom of the Wellway, the hero, which was not accessible for a while. So, yeah. Was was the early game just, like, completely stacked behind Deku Tree or something? It was stacked behind the scale, I think, because we... Where was that scale in that one again? Uh, was it scale in Mido's? Mido's house, yeah. And it, it lets you to go to River, where you found magic. Um... But, but the, yeah. the main thing about the NA Weekly was just the uh, the, the Hammer and Ice Cavern. The bait from Tenclay Hammer and Ice Cavern, which gave you your Song of Storms to head you to the well. But at most times, the Hammer was the last thing that people got before needing one item, which 
at the time, oh, it's in the well, so I'll just go beat Fire, Song of Storms, and then go in the well to get my last item. But it was Din's Fire in the well, which was not the item we needed, which was the long, which was the long shot. And Nocturne was back in Ice Cavern, which a lot of people just left behind after getting hammered. So that felt really bad. Yeah, the hammer was, I think, in the, the compass room chest. So uh, it was a pretty popular room to just kind of bail on ice if you if you don't think you're going to have to use the song. And I think it was down to about two or three possible songs in Ice Cavern. And, uh, well, sometimes you just bite the bullet and you, you just leave. But uh, there's the risk in uh, bailing in some scenarios. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> also, Frogs 2 had Iron Boots. Yeah, which I, I skipped. For Medallion Water, I mean, it's just... I think it was, like, one of the very first hints, too. It, it might have even been at Temple of Time, but just just reading that hint of Iron Boots at Frogs 2 was just a little bit demoralizing, I, I think. I, I skipped it in the end because I got Gold Scale, and I didn't feel like going to get the Iron Boots, even though I had the opportunity to. I was... I didn't, I wasn't bothered by him. I had gold scale, and I was just, I'll take I'll take a get I'll take a gamble. It's very unlikely that you need them, so, and we didn't need them, so that worked out, I guess. But Speaking that, of hammer seeds, yeah, I was gonna say this is a good transition for the talking about the ear weekly here, where it was basically the same thing again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean the ear weekly though, uh, it wasn't all dungeon seeds, so it did require you to do every dungeon for completion. Um, but yeah, the the hammer in the the E weekly this past week was on King Zora, which is technically, for all 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 purpose considered here, is part of Ice Cavern because Blue Fire access is basically Ice Cavern, and buying one from the shop and nobody buys it from the shop, <laughs> so the wallets were also. I don't. I'm not sure if anyone nah. found the wallets. I think one was found, but they're very unrelevant to the seed. Right. Um, we had a double way the Grand City fairly early that led us to a scale from adult Grand City. I think it was on like the Goron, I want to say, for Vanilla Ruder's Letter, which was pretty funny at first. But, I mean, yeah. And then the Boomerang was on Spinning Pot, I want to say, in Goron City... Yeah, if you'd had done the uh, three-song route on the uh, E Weekly, uh, Bolero at Zelda's Lullaby, Song of Storms at Epona, and Serenade at Saria, so significantly better than the NA Weekly, but, uh, you know, it's an all-dungeon seed, so. Also, the, the Nocturne on Ocarina of Time hint was also pretty early on, pretty similar to where the, the Frogs 2 hint was for the NA Weekly. Um, I was going to say that... Um... Yeah, but getting Storms early was pretty nice, though, because Bottom of the Well was basically the key to unlocking the seed. You had your bow in there, your hookshot in there. By the way, you needed the bow to actually stop the Link the Grand because everything else was locked behind that scale, logically, I'm pretty sure. And you needed so. the bow for uh, 1500 archery, had dents, and that was a hint that you got in the seed. Yeah, <laughs> One of the very guess, first. Guess what dungeon was barren? Our boy GTG right next to it, of, of course. Yeah, that I mean, that, it was just super Which punishing. The, yeah, it made the ice play even worse, right? Because you know you had to go get that Dins at horseback archery, I feel. So I feel like people just, oh, I'm going to go GTG. I'm going to get Dins on the way. Go get full clear GTG. And, and for a lot of people, too, they they just said, you know, Sarius has to be at Ice Cavern. And that's really, 
It's yeah, tough. I mean, because Sardis was hard required this seed because Minuet was on Burning Keck, Locked Pine, Fire Temple, uh, Forest Temple, I want to say. And Requiem was at Minuet check. Goron City was also a double way of the hero in this seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentioned that. So that was. I mean, it's kind of weird for a skill in Boomerang. You also had, a, I think, a slingshot from there, but we found another one, so that made it un- pretty unrelevant. Scale Boomerang kind of... Boomerang, I mean, made sense. You had to do Jabu, but scales can be, like... Uh, I don't know, but the scale was locked by... Uh, you getting that letter for you to go get Sarya's at, in the Ice Cavern, for you to go get Requiem to get your first strength on uh, the Colossus Archway, which is kind of bad. Yeah, but a large part of it was just the the choice. Do you go Grudo Training Grounds or do you go Ice Cavern for, you know, you, you have so much density in Grudo Training Grounds, but then you have the song plus. Yeah, but this is where it comes back to we had a hints for Dins on HBA, which means you already have to go to the area. So everybody's going to be more like geared toward that area, if that makes sense, because of that. Yeah. Requiem was at uh, Minuet check, and if a lot of people get that without actually getting Sarias from Ice Cavern, so that's that's really the the punishing aspect of the seed is uh, strength one was at Colossus, so assuming you get to go there with Requiem, you found strength two at uh, Dodongo's Cavern, so you're all good before you even get to GTG. You already have Bow from Child Spirit, um, but it's just kind of a Kind of a nasty seed all around. I, I think both weeklies this week were uh, not the friendliest, for sure. Yeah, they were kind of like, oh, I need like two items, and you look for them for a long time. So yeah. yeah, if you had played both of them, do you really expect the second time the uh, the hammer and ice cavern again? <laughs> Just... I mean, we have uh, five tournament matches today to talk about, so let's jump right into them. Like. A first match of the week, which I think happened on Monday, or was it Monday or it was Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, yeah. which was seeded number one seed Marco versus number thirty-two seed Earl Weird. So I think it's fair to say everyone expected this to be kind of one-sided. Yeah, like I, I've made so many comments about how Marco is a French robot. You know, everyone knows how unbelievably good at this game Marco has been for so long it was a really close match this was actually a really really close race um which closer than people expected which is not to say anything bad about Earl and to say everything good about Marco I mean it's um I think I mean Marco was ahead the whole time but Earl like didn't lose too much too too much ground like you could see like he was uh losing ground to where they found a hint for 50 skulls having a bow really, really early. But, I mean, skull, 50 skulls for a bow is, like, something you really barely touch, right? Cause it's it's like, a judgment call. And it's, yeah, I think more often than not, you you ignore that. Yeah. Um, Marco didn't. Marco pushed really hard into it. And the others were horseback archery. So, hard bow locked. And the lower torches in the water temple which at the point when marco finished earl weird was in water like had just started getting the top one so it was actually probably the next check he actually did was getting the other bow um 
I think the thing was, yeah, Marco was ahead for pretty much the entire race, but there were definitely so many points where it was like, if Earl just has this thing go in his favour, then he might win, or if this goes the right way, then things can change. And the two big ones were that bow and strength two. Yep. Um, so Earl got strength two relatively early on the Lenskin minigame. Which Marco avoided, obviously, because it's a really bad check, but... Marco had a lot more to do and also was rooting in skulls far more, so he was, like, kind of pushing different directions for those. Whereas Earl got to 20 and just stopped. That was it. Um, the thing that kind of confused us was, like, Earl had strength too and then just didn't go to spirit and went off and did... Ice Cavern even first, I think, or... He did, yeah, like... Ice Cavern, bottom of the well, like... A lot of side dungeons before going and to do that progression. This is the question where, like, bottom players should... If you get an item in a bad spot, not, like, to discredit Earl and how good he is, but, like, if you know you're really unfavored against, like, probably the best player, you should probably push items on bad locations, especially, like, Strength 2 like that, which opens a ton of stuff with the Medallion Spirit. I feel like you just go there and hope that something is behind that Strength 2 that can snowball you to win. Mm-hmm. But it ended up that, yeah, Marco got the 50 skull bow and so had cleared uh, water, I think, was the medallion they needed the bow for. And Earl hadn't, but otherwise they were pretty much doing the same things. Except Earl had strength too. Earl went into adult spirit at the same time Marco was doing child spirit and they ended up on hands opposite each other. And I think Earl went from one hand to the other and so we saw Earl opening one of the chests and we were like... That's strength three. Wait, Marco's about to open that. <laughs> and yeah. so Marco, yeah, didn't pick up the strength two in Lens game, but got the other one in the vanilla location in Spirit. And that was his go mode. And he just, yeah, rushed Spirit and won from there. But if that strength had been locked away by strength two somehow, if it had been Ganon's Castle or the other hand even... Earl could have won this. There were like if the other bow had been accessible reasonably early, Earl could have won this. Like there are a lot of things that could have changed in this one, but no upset. Yeah, number one nothing. seed did beat number thirty-two seed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that was. I mean, it, it was a fun watch. If you have any time to go watch it, it's definitely a good one. Com as more than you expect, but the this next one. Oh boy. <laughs> so. This was Juke versus Zeph, which is the 5th versus the 28th seed. And we got a, a doozy of a seed because this was, I think, the fastest seed so far out of the whole tournament. So then, especially from winner's bracket, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what was um, the uh, finish time on that? I think the winner got a 2.06. Yeah, it was like narrowly over 2. Which it's just like the quals. <laughs> this could have easily been a sub 2 if both the players didn't like do some really dumb plays in the end but this basically all started when they were literally getting every item as you do in a jet seed and they just started getting stuff and then just going through progression so like i mean typical jet seed you just do progression kind of boring at the start you just get items you do dungeons it's kind of like not fun but at the end oh my a lot of stuff happened where um, I think, yeah, Zeph got a second strength in 
Spirit Temple. I think it was logically locked by Strength Three, uh, Strength Two, where Juke got his Strength Two from Valley, which Zeph completely skipped the seed, and he got a Strength Two in. I think it's the map chest, which I think was definitely logically locked by Strength Two, and just that that was like the luckiest find ever. If it was any any other chest, Juke just wins by a mile. Like that was not even close. And after that, Zeph got pretty far ahead. We had Spirit Way the Hero, so he went back adult and did adult spirit. We also had a horrible field way here with the mirror shield and the tech type grotto. And so Zeph went to Spirit, got hammer, mirror shield lock, while Juke was not too far behind. Um I think he was about seven minutes or so behind. And Went to the adult spirit, didn't grab the mirror shield on the way for some reason. Full clear spirit with just strength two, and then left, get mirror shield, and came back. While Zeph, at the time, got hammer mirror shield locked, and went straight into uh, DMC, which was double wave here with a seed for the song, and something hammer locked at the fairy, which was our long shot. So Zeph gets long shot, goes finishes the seed at Water Temple, and then goes to get the lighter hints, which are in fire. Okay, that's not too bad. He can go clear it. He's probably going to win. He misses a check. I, I think it was intentional from what he said. He thought it was a key or something, but it was very weird why he would skip it. And Juke almost caught up, but I think it was a minute difference, I want to say, in the end. Right? So, like, it, it was wild. Like, I'm, I'm the only one of these through us three that watched all of this, so... But, yeah, this was really crazy juke almost caught up but he decided to full clear spirit except twin robo for some reason after he got the hammer even though he had dmc double way the hero which could like he got all we know we know from this hint so he got that he had it as double way the hero but he might have misremembered like forgot to write it down it was double way the hero but yeah in the end uh zeph was able to full clear fire before realizing he forgot a chest which was the light arrows of course and he ended up winning which both in ganon's castle at the same time <laughs> fairly fairly fortunate it wasn't you know an item that kind of mattered uh, in the long yeah run. like a key or mm -hmm. or a hookshot or you know something kind of major but uh... i mean we he got the lighter hints that fire had the light arrows so that's why he went in stone fire at the time it's crazy as well though it's the second big big upset of the tournament oh yeah yeah forgot to mention um, zeph the 28th seed one yeah 28th seed beating fifth seed a minute and a half like fastest seed of the tournament i think the closest race of the tournament i'd, I'd be surprised if anything else came as close um and it's just like yeah like... as a sniper would you say <laughs> minute and a half I, I think that's gonna be under a minute to be a snipe right <laughs> I'd say even close to 30 seconds it being a snake. <laughs> but, yeah, this was an experience of a seed. If you definitely have two hours to watch, this is probably the bracket match I'd suggest watching out of all of them because it's fast. It's pretty wacky at the end. Like, let's go... Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. 
it's it's funny for me because when we did predictions, I originally had Duke going 0 and 2, and I was like, this is my like hot take. Duke is going to 0 2, and then eventually I was like, all right, I'll change it to something more realistic, and I had him winning round one and then losing round two and then running through losers bracket a bit. Now I'm like, damn, wish I'd kept it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zeph is one of those players that is probably underseated because he's so damn good at this game. He's probably no joke, probably one of the best at like he could he he is up there with how good that he is at skull rounding in terms of like when it's a 50 skull seat if Zeph doesn't take top five I'm like I'm surprised usually Alrighty, and then we had our first elimination match loses bracket round one phoenix feather versus gs kerox which is already surprising because this is seventh versus tenth seeds in in losers bracket so one of those is going out first in the tournament and that's just crazy to begin with yeah that's uh this seed kirox i don't do you know what kind of opener he used i was a little bit confused watching it but it, it wasn't a straight three song and it wasn't insta dull but it was kind of like somewhere in between uh he had cleared deku tree and he did three song but he also uh, just kind of sporadically put in a bunch of stuff he uh, i think he found bomb choose early on um, yeah, bomb twos were in Mido's. He went to the castle. I think he skipped Kukuri sword chest. He later uh, checked that after he did Deku Tree, um, which but... had hovers, I think. Yes. Yep. So, had hovers. Yeah. So didn't matter much. But in, before he did Lon Lon Ranch, he he checked Boulder of Destiny. But then he went all the way to. The ATZ Grotto, just to peek it. Yeah, which you found on. weird, but I, I don't know. It's just it's a weird it's a weird thing that I don't see often where people go check that after do the boulder right outside of Hyrule Castle right into there before even going to Lon Lon because yeah. Uh, did he save? Do you remember if he saved warped out of Lon Lon or did he? Probably right. Uh, he did. He stuck to three song plus Decker Tree. He didn't do any Valley. Um, I don't. I don't know if he did any valley, uh, to be honest. But the seed, I don't think so. But usually, you would only check the ATZ Grotto if you know after Lon Lon. If you're also going to do valley, you might as well just you know do that on the way. But I, I just found that a little bit uh, peculiar. But um, I was going to say, I guess you're never going to get it any other time. But then, if that's the case, if you're skipping valley, you're also not going to get that anytime soon. So it seems, it seems like it's kind of caught between two minds, but. I can see the justification for it if you're planning to go to Gerudo Valley as adult fairly early and check everything with bomb shoes setups and stuff, but... Yeah, yeah. especially if you have, like, Serenade and you don't pass by that area. Mm. I can kind of see it. Like, his whole, like, overarching kind of route was very conservative and, and sticking to three songs plus Deku Tree, so I just... That kind of, like, you know, kind of a risky check, especially for time of day, but, I mean, if you're going to reset it anyway with Deku Tree, I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, as long as he, he doesn't want to orphan. Yeah, it is just doesn't want to orphan that check there. So it, it made sense and it just a uh, kind of a weird sequence. Um, mm -hmm. But Phoenix's opening was a Deku Tree start, getting the ZL song and then going straight to adult. Yeah, which is yeah not the most common thing because usually you don't even get the song; you just go straight adult. But he opted to get the song. I don't remember what song was there. Uh, that was. 
I actually don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not important enough. The most important yeah. part of the seed, though, was uh, mostly Kirox missing his strength too for a bajillion years. Not a very exaggerating. Nope, no way. Yeah, the strength two on that seed was in bomb two bowling. It's uh, hard required. Yes. Um, you know, you get the bombs in Kakariko. It's not too weird. You know, there was a hook shot in strength in Deku Tree, so Phoenix doing that uh, right from the start made him have bomb choose hovers hook shot and strength. So really <laughs> only needed to find bow, which is in Guan City. Where the hero. Right. So it's you know, it just kind of snowballed out of control on, on Phoenix's side. Um, it kind of just led to Kirox's downfall. In this, yeah, Phoenix uh, just race. was just be was able to be super efficient, had strength too, so he was just able to do everything while Kirox went and started dipping stone dungeons after he reversed into GTG with that strength too. He did fire temple with stone, which was empty. Then he went into forest, which looked empty for a while, but it had iron boots, which funnily enough became more important later for medallion water even though we had gold scale available but uh right water was weird in this one wasn't it the yeah. uh triple dip water for phoenix <sighs> yeah that's a, something phoenix had to triple dip water without serenade because he did water with gold scale first without song of time song of time was hinted at a nice cavern so he knew he was coming in to Oh, there's only like two checks I can't get in here. It's very, it's very likely I still get the Bosky here, and then he did everything. Went up to Darklink, still no Bosky. Okay, no four rose win, so gotta go get that Song of Time. It's probably in River Chest. Goes get Song of Time, doesn't get a single check in Ice Cavern. Gets the song, leaves back for water, walks across the whole Hyrule Field again just to go in water. Checks the River Chest. Nope. Surprise, Bosky is in Central Pillar, so he has so much things open, but. Fortunately for him enough, he just makes the forest play the first thing he does. I oh, know he did. He, right. He saved an ice cavern before checking the river chest. So when he didn't get this boss key, he just reset and was an ice cavern. So he did ice cavern first and then mm. went to forest right away because fire forest of fire forest has more items. So makes sense. But yeah, that was. Uh, and then Kirox was just like, didn't get strength through basically until Phoenix Feather was already in forest at that point. So, kind of felt bad, but a simple check like Chew Bowling is kind of, eh. Yeah, it was around the two-hour, 40-minute mark. Um, yeah, just the, the efficiency of Phoenix's routing just really is very impressive to watch. Um, just no actual point at which Kirox, I think, could get back in the race, uh, unless he went bomb Chew Bowling. But he very clearly, um, I don't know if it was a case of him forgetting about it necessarily but i don't think it was i think it was more of a case he was adult and most of his efficient checks he had left in the game were stone dungeons as adult so kind of going back for just child checks in the market kind of felt awful but it did end up costing him this race and so our 10th first person out of this tournament is our our 10th seed which is kind of crazy yeah kirox was definitely one of the people we'd kind of picked out as a, a front runner coming into like before quals we were discussing you know people who were going to be up in the running and you kind of had your auto includes you know the rando gods and then kirox was one of the next people we listed like one of the next you know two to three names on the list so 
absolutely crazy but it just goes to show kind of how strong everyone in this tournament is and how one decision can swing everything as well mm-hmm. yep there's only really so much the seeding can do in terms of you know predicting actual power level you know if you want to get into anime terms here uh you know sometimes your scout is broken sometimes it's not over nine thousand. but it's you know it's ninety thousand. so it's it's it can be very um deceptive in terms of thinking about you know skill with seeding it's really just how well they did in quals which you know jet seeds galore so which on our next race someone who i think pretty much all of us have thought is probably seeded a little low all things considered uh glitchy 13th seed in the tournament up against westifer the 20th seed um yeah, Glitchy is definitely someone I think a lot of people have their eye on just because yeah. world record holder for Hondo is yeah, yeah. Currently... been running OOT since the dawn of time. So it's definitely someone that people are watching just because his, his what he loses in terms of not playing Rando as much as some others, he more than makes up for in execution. Yeah, do you know? Uh, do you know how many qualification races Glitchymon did? Was, he only did like five or six, right? He only did six of them, and I think when he forfeited, so basically his five he did, and then the one of the five he did really badly on. So he's definitely underseated compared to where he should be, which is probably top seven ish. Yeah, it was one of the last qualification races too. He waited a long time. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it but it, it felt very apparent early on. I haven't personally watched this match. I think only Emo Soda did out of the three of us, so he's probably gonna take the reins from here. But yeah, have I got a story to tell you? Well, it's a story in two parts. One, very similar openers. It's a very contentious race, I would say. Um, Glitchy Modern Westover here. They did pretty much the same thing for an hour. So you can kind of imagine how that went, you know. Glitchy does one thing, Westover does it, you know, immediately afterwards, pretty early on, you know, first five, ten minutes, and they might be ten seconds apart. Okay. By the forty three minute mark, Glitchy's in Dodongo's Cavern and Westover's heading to Dodongo's Cavern from Adult Kakariko with the Spirit Medallion start knowing that Dodongo's Cavern isn't also a medallion. So uh, not too fast in terms of, uh, you know, getting two medallions, three medallions in terms of a start. Uh, pretty average, I would say. Um, so Glitchy defeats uh, Dodongo's Cavern at 48 minutes. Westover is five minutes behind now once he clears Dodongo. Glitchy goes from Dodongo's Cavern to Fire Temple, does a dip in stone fire, finds a hammer. Wow. Yeah, I feel like the mostly baited him though, right? That hammer in Fire Temple because I don't think it unlocked anything specifically. No, Fire Temple was pretty much devoid of pretty much anything. Um, I think it just had might have just been all junk. I'm not entirely sure, but um, Westover when he found the hammer in Fire, uh, he bailed immediately. Uh, Glitchy, Glitchy defeated Volvagia and then left. So. They both didn't have hookshot. They both didn't want to commit to Fire Temple because they knew they couldn't have uh, cleared uh, Pierre. 
the the scarecrow check in, in Fire Temple. So kind of a, a more aggressive take from Westover. He might have known that he was behind by you know five or so minutes from Glitchy's execution, or maybe just a little bit a, a little bit paranoid there. But um, so a after they did fire um, Westover, he does Goron City after Dodongo's Cavern before fire. Of note, he finds Hover Boots and Goron's eunuch in the Goron City maze, and he's the one that bailed after finding Hammer in Fire Temple and Stone Fire Temple. <laughs> so it's an even more aggressive line than it usually would be from Westover. But Glitchy, you know, takes a little bit more of a conservative route because he he probably can and probably knows he has that execution advantage. So it's really interesting to watch that specific decision, but. Uh, the big, the biggest time loss of the whole race, though, came after that. Uh, Westover, he handed in 10 skulls at the 1 hour 18 minute mark. And then uh, he, I think he forgot that Kakariko was way the hero of the seed. Uh, so he just immediately rushes skulls. He drops everything he's doing, you know. If he just got the mail from his mailbox, he just... He opens a letter. It says, oh, you, you know, you're invited to Willy Wonka's factory. Okay, so he drops literally everything and goes to Willy Wonka's factory. He gets those 10 more skulls to find 20 skulls. It takes seven minutes to do so, strictly collecting skulls, and a, a bracket match 1v1. So it, it's an even more aggressive take than, you know, bailing straight out of fire after finding Hammer. I'm sorry, hold up. Willy Wonka's skull house what? <laughs> Oh, you, what what just happened? <laughs> so carry on. I was just confused. Carry on. Oh, it's the all good. Special. Yeah, just the emo special. Uh, welcome to the factory of skulls. But to to Tino to so aggressively go after skulls like that is just incredibly risky. I mean, I don't think he found anything in Kakariko to that point. So I mean. I guess it makes sense, but... <sighs> you... Yeah, I was going to say that, I mean, it's either, at that point, was it, it was probably either 20 or the Burning Cack song, which... Yeah, it was either that or Burning Cack. Um, I mean, they both cleared that before going to Dongo's Cavern. They only had, I think, chickens left from, you know, the child side, but, you know, it's really going to be on chickens? Probably not, so... Probably is, I mean, what? Yeah, I mean... Based on the songs they found, too, though, I mean, not having Zelda's lullaby by, like, the hour mark, like, you know, something's up, right? Like, and Kakariko's still way you, of the hero. you got to keep track of your songs. You've got to keep track of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's incredibly important, especially knowing what, you know, dungeons are required uh, specifically, and, you know, I guess... Zelda's lullaby. It's... Oh, yeah, go ahead. I guess by that point as well, though, they were both quite low on in logic checks, right? So West in particular in this race stuck to the logic quite strictly, whereas Glitchy didn't. Glitchy went and did Ice Cavern out of logic, went and did GTG mostly out of logic. West was fairly tight within the you know, logical restraints. So I guess at that point, if there's like 10 checks left and one of them is 20 skulls, maybe you force it a little more. I can understand it. I don't agree with it. I mean, Westover also went to bomb the well at hour 35 minutes, and he had all of the items for, for adult spirit, and it's a medallion in the seed. And I just, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know what to think about that decision, really. It's really aggressive. I mean, they, the, the thing is, though, uh, he didn't have hookshot yet, so he would have had to, you know, at some point, try and find hookshot before clearing spirit. So I, I kind of get that decision, um, He which he did find in Bottom of the Well. It was in the small middle chest. Uh, upon finding that, though, he immediately drops everything again and goes forest and, you know, skips the rest of Bottom of the Well, clearing out another medallion. Um, at the same time, though, Glitchy went to Gerudo Training Grounds and found the first magic there. Meanwhile, Westover has no magic for 30 minutes, something like Which that. Was, was in a disco mode, basically. Yeah, yeah, I believe it was. Um, and so Westover defeats Phantom Ganon. Glitchy defeats it as well. But he has Forest Wind and Magic, so he saves a little bit of time in Forest Temple, uh, being able to warp back from the BK chest um, instead of, or not the BK chest, the uh, the Floormaster chest, to be able to go to the, the rest of Forest. Uh, saves about a minute or two, but uh, he was, you know, in quotation marks, 12 minutes behind Westover at that point. But uh, kind of moving on. Uh, Another kind of strange Westover play here. Uh, he does clear everything from from Spirit. He opens up the uh, you know the face that you melt with the mirror shield. He does that, and then he warps and goes to Crater, the Crater Fairy, finds nothing, then warps back because he has no magic, and he's cleared at this point everything in Spirit Temple, except the map chest, which is, you know. It's magic locked in logic, but there is a incredibly spicy strat that you can uh, pull off to uh, to collect that without magic. I mean, I think the issue with the Armos strat is that you know you're going to need the magic anyway, and you know it's got to be in logic. So you almost want to go and find it there and then regardless. Yeah, but just the, the walking back up there, like... Don't know if it's worth it. Just go. I, I would just probably push the armos at that point and just get it out of the way. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've timed it ever, but I don't think it's it's not more than two minutes. It's like two minutes max. I think it's, it's between about two, two minutes. minutes for what to push the armos up. No, the armos like a the minute up, yeah. twenty. I think I can't... it is not good. Uh, I mean, if you know it has BK and you can clear. A medallion. What if Twin Rova has an item in a one v one scenario? I mean, that can just push you so far ahead. It can win you the race. I mean, just look at the ATZ match that we had. Was he not one item from Go Mode at that point? Uh, I thought Magic he, was his last item at that stage. It was, yeah. So I mean, I can see both sides of the argument. Like, you you need to find Magic anyway, so you might as well go do the things that you know you, you think it where it might be. Um, but, uh, Glitchy kind of pulls ahead because of that, so now Westover is behind by 7 minutes instead of, uh, Glitchy being behind by 12 minutes, so kind of a flip-flop here, and that, that was really kind of the crux point of the of the race. Um, Glitchy goes on to defeat Bongo and Shadow, and then Westover does so 9 minutes later, but then Glitchy finishes, so um, just a few more notes about this race, though. Uh, both runners never checked Dampe digging, um, and it was Graveyard Way of the Hero. They only found light arrows, but uh, 
I think someone in the chat was counting out. Uh, Westover passed over Dampet digging ten times throughout the seed. <laughs> wow. Had son, he had sons. He had Nocturne. Never checked it. Both runners never checked it. Um, the other magic. It was in the locked pit room in bottom of the well. So, if Westover had just cleared all of well. Oh he probably would have won. Um, uh, kind of unfortunate. Uh, I can understand bailing, but at the same time, like bottom of the well is so quick to clear that it's it's usually worth doing while you're there. I guess the flip side to that is they didn't have ZL, so if you're planning to clear it, you can't clear it. You're going to have to go back for some checks anyway. Yeah, the um, the only other hook shot in the seed, by the way, also uh, composer grave chest is <laughs> locked by ZL. It was in there yeah, so, because ZL uh, was on burning cack locked by forest temple, which was basically yeah. like after you got that, the seed was flung right open. Oh yeah, so it's uh, it was kind of hard to watch the ending there, but um, incredibly interesting from a, a viewer perspective though. Uh, locked by their go mode as well like if we're saying westover's go mode was magic just yeah really really interesting seed really weird one but also i mean goes to show what you was, we were saying a minute ago about execution like the the time difference going through in that first hour is just absurd and then i think yeah glitchy man ended up winning which is the 13th against 20th seed he won well mm -hmm. yeah so uh now on to our next match which I think is our last one of yeah. the day. Yeah. Which is Mochilla versus Sea Falcon, number nine against number twenty-four. I don't I think I missed this starting this uh the start of this race. If any of you two caught it, I was doing I think I was just playing something. From what I gather it was a fairly linear seed. I'm pretty sure they knew it was eighty really 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 early, but there was like some pretty bad items here and there like you had to get your first bomb bag in stone water your first your strength two in stone water i know it was a very slow seed um yeah like when when you're approaching the four hour mark in a tournament like this you know that something's gone wrong mm -hmm. very wrong um iron boots were in mido so already you kind of you know, you cyaniding that iron boots there, and you're like, what is this for? Uh, but the, the the way the heroes, I mean, you had GTG, which was for hammer. You had Kakariko, which is for hookshot and Zelda's lullaby. You had Goron City for magic, uh, Ice Cavern for requiem, and then uh, Sacred Forest Meadow had Sarias, with uh, Market and Forest both being foolish. But they got the the nocturne on Ocarina of Time hint pretty early, uh, kind of like Riley said, and uh, the long shot was on top of the lab. Strength two was in stone water. You know, letter was on haunted wasteland. Yeah, it was uh, yeah that was weird because you had to go to wasteland to get letter to get your requiem in ice so you can get your lens in spirit. So you literally had to go to the closest check without being lens locked. But there was one dungeon. That both runners put off for a very long time. And it, in particular, Sea Falcon um, 
pretty much did everything in the whole seed, and yeah, then he went to this dungeon. Weird it because was... he was ahead for a long time because he skipped all those checks. Yeah, it was like a ten or fifteen minute lead, something like and that. Had like one check or one or two checks in weird locations, like everywhere, like Valley Hammer Rocks. He skipped the chest in the spirit. He skipped the chest. Like a, like a lot of, like he had a few of them and he decided to go do those slow one off checks for like ten to fifteen minutes before doing the most dense area in the game, which is bottom of the well. Which, uh, and he, I, I, I think I think from his interview he said because because he felt behind. But if you're already like really far into a seat like that, how can you feel behind? Which is I, weird like to say. we've mentioned it before as well. Like I feel like. People joke so much about bottom of the well being a trap and never working out and all of that kind of stuff, but in terms of like about like the time per check, it's the second best dungeon in the game. The best is the Deku Tree, the second best is Bottom of the Well. It's it's one of the most check dense locations in the entire game. Even if you're planning to skip it because you feel behind. The other checks that you've skipped are more of a risk. There's a chance that people are avoiding bottom of the well. There's a chance that someone's gone in there, found one item and bailed. There's more risk to, you know, the hammer rocks if you've gone past with a hammer. Mm-hmm. I Again, this, this just comes back to what we were saying before. Commit to your risks. And I think in this case, the risk wasn't skipping bottom of the well. The risk was... All these other one-off checks like you say mm-hmm. yeah yeah sh- i think it's fair to say that i mean brackets change people man it's just <laughs> 1v1s are difficult everyone you always think you're behind it's just I... not how you should think most of the time i see i feel no absolutely and it's really difficult to tell yourself that um i know from my personal experience which to be fair is not in a tournament setting it's casual 1v1s but Every time I make a mistake, it's, oh, that's going to put me further behind. Or, oh, I've played really badly this seed, so I'm probably about this far behind. But you, you're you assuming your opponent has played perfectly. Yeah. You always assume worst case because, oh, you go and like, oh, I'll go do this uh, dungeon or the side dungeon and it's barren. And you're like, oh, my God, he's definitely going to skip it. I'm so behind. Oh, my God. But in reality, there's a good chance he probably does it, too. Mm-hmm. Or I've lost already. I'm I'm dead. I'm just dead. It's yeah. a very common, you know, kind of trap to fall into. I think, but it does help some people. I mean, uh, there is some top tier runners that always think they're behind, and uh, can't say it doesn't pay off. It's it's fine to think you're behind as long as you react accordingly and react in the right way. And I think something like bottom of the well, you still have to go and do. Even if you think you're behind, you do it and you feel bad for doing it that late. Something like all these one-off checks take far too much time to get back to and you've already skipped them. So if they have something... um, You would have already lost anyways. Right. And if they don't have anything, then you're wasting the time going there. At that point, you just commit to that risk. You just leave them. I think bottom of the well is too many checks in one go to... Yeah. To uh, afford... to be skippable 
Mm-hmm. It's just how the seed played out that they mm-hmm. just end up skipping it for so long, I think. But yeah, in the end, Mochula ended up winning, even though there was a weird controversy. If you want to go read on that, it's probably somewhere. Um, but yeah, he ended up winning. He's going to move on to round two to face off against the Keizo while Sea Falcon plays. Uh, I think it's just Sam, which. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. And into our main topic for this week's episode opening rounds. So, we've spoken a lot about all of this. There's a lot to talk about here, but I'll try and keep it brief. I think the first thing is what are the main opening routes that people use? And there's only really two main answers. To there's that, right? two main, but there's two side ones that can work. And um, a ton of variations on each. Yeah. Because there's the most popular, which is probably going to be the biggest debates here, is three song versus early adult, right? Which is quite different in how they play, right? Because one you get songs and the other you don't, which can impact how you route. Mm. I always see the difference between those as like a consistency versus like a risk reward thing. It's it's three song is you know you're gonna get probably a warp song in there uh a lot of efficient songs for rooting it gives you a higher chance of getting your zelda's lullaby early whereas early adult tends to be a little bit slower because you're traveling through time more but if you get the items to make that early adult go on a bit longer it can pay off massively if you get something like ruto's letter so that you can have your next child section be ridiculously long and never need to go child again afterwards that's where it can really pay off. Yeah, either that or you get like a really obscure song like Saria's in your adult and then when you go Lost Woods, which after mm. you do, when you do three song, you pass through Lost Woods and skip the Saria's check, you get like, I don't know, Bomb Bag, which is, or something on Skull Kid in Lost Woods that's massive, right? Like, that's the mm-hmm. kind of things that early adult can bring. But how often is it really happening to where three song is just like, I'm going to get three songs, and it's always going to be really good. Yeah, I mean, there are scenarios which three song isn't actually that great, um, and early adult can just catapult you, you know, so much further ahead, but I, f- I feel like that early adult is just, you're just flipping a coin. It, it's just 50-50. I mean, it's, it's going to be really good, or it's going to be just the, the worst ever. I mean, it's it's not like you get no songs either. You... I don't think it's necessarily just a 50-50 because three song is going to end up doing it anyways after their three songs. So it's like, okay, like, yeah, you pro- the most it can lose is probably the time you do early adult or you go to child. You mean, I mean, you go to adult and warp. It's like the time to warp basically that's going to make the dictate the difference of, of this more than not, which is why it makes it so valuable. And then, another sorry another strat that's making popular is after you do early adult if you don't get too too much you just backwalk through hyrule field and go get the song at forest uh, by forest temple in sacred forest meadow because if you don't get like minuet or anything relevant for a while that song can get isolated especially so if... i i was about to say on that one i feel like that that's kind of the new early adult route i think where you go adult before getting the egg you peek the item above Dodongo's Cavern. You then walk across Hyrule Field, and it sets your time of day almost perfectly so that you can save quit back, 
get the egg and have it hatch before you reach the castle. Yeah, or um, it, it gets you get the egg and it starts hatching as you're pulling the block. It's like it, it makes you so you don't wait at all to yeah. your, your time of day. And I think the like, that is an attempt to kind of make the early adult more consistent. So where I was saying earlier, I feel like it's the consistency versus the risk. I think that's making early adult more consistent than it was. But in doing so, it actually makes the risk even higher as well. It means that you're always going to get that song, that extra song that you're after at the minuet check. But it also means that if your three song has minuet in it, you've just lost a ton of time walking across Hyrule Field. That's the danger of it. But, I mean, I mean, I feel like so many times, though, you get a song, like, damn, this could be massive. Like, if, like, I, you get the song, you're like, yeah, let's, I'm praying for an old minuet, and then, uh, 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 minuet. Like, it, I feel like it happens pretty often, actually. The thing about, um, Sacred Forest Meadow, though, those heads, uh, to, to get them as child, it just, it takes, like, 30 or 40 more seconds because you have to go through the maze versus if you get them as adult, just getting the hints is way faster on top of the time that you're utilizing, you know, for time of day. Right, yeah. I know there are some kind of, again, some kind of niche options appearing in terms of uh, getting those hints. You know, do you grab the hints before you get the song check so that you can warp away more effectively? Do you skip Lost Woods? in case one of those hints is Lost Woods is a foolish choice. Uh, I've even seen people who skip those hints until they go back as adult. So there are definitely ways to kind of work around that one. I don't know what the best option there is, personally. And I think that's... Those are those tiny differences. Those are those ones where it's like... It kind of changes depending on the seed. Right. I mean... If you get any kind of song hints at all, it really depends on, you know, the location plus the song combination. And then you can take that information and make a little bit more of a well, well uh, more informed decision from it. Um, hmm. So, for example, if you get Ocarina of Time hint and it's something, I don't know, kind of throwaway like Sun Song or um, Opponent sometimes can be kind of throwaway. Uh, do, you, do you think that would kind of lead better to an early adult versus three song or what do you kind of think about that if it's a warp song i think at that point i prefer doing early adult a, a little bit more than i would otherwise because you know your your warp songs generally are gonna you know chain you into something like if it's bolero or minuet or something having knowing you can get that as part of your three song makes three songs stronger Knowing that's locked away on Ocarina of Time takes that option away to get another song during your adult. Exactly. Which, I mean, you don't really... Like, the only hints you usually get are before, when you do your three song are, like, the ones on the way, which is the ones at Temple of Time and the one on uh, in the castle, which you know, sometimes can happen, but, I mean, I feel like relying on hints that early is not the best anyways, personally. Right, so I'm I'm a big fan of hints. I think the hints are ridiculously powerful early. They trail off very quickly. But um so one of the reasons I really like the three song route and specifically I tend to do Lona Ranch to Gerudo Valley is because of just how much it gives you in terms of hints. You dip 
you check the hints outside Temple of Time. If you've done Early Deku, you can get the two there. You can pick up the one at Lost Woods. I tend to not do that one there, but you can do that before leaving uh, Kakiri Forest, even. And then you get, yeah, all around one in Gerudo Valley. You can get the back of the lake ones. The strength of London Ranch to Gerudo Valley is that your time of day doesn't matter that much at that point. You, you've almost always got either a warp song to bring you closer to Temple of Time or the right time of day to just walk across Hyrule Field and still get there if you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And that's where having early Deku as a different option can help either you do it early. Because if you do it early, then that play becomes less good. Because if you don't have like Prelude or uh, anything to get you back to Temple of Time without having to screw up your time of day can be kind of bad. But at the same time, like, early Deku is just really powerful. Right, and it also makes the late Hylia side of things a little more effective because if you pick up explosives you can get the Hyrule Field Grottos which again firstly is another hint but also a check that's otherwise kind of out the way uh, and if you get a scale you kind of get the same thing you can go into Zora's Domain do the checks there and then go down Zora's River before going back to Lost Woods. Yeah Deku Tree is just a very powerful option in my mind I just I almost always do it in seeds. I don't think there's really a time that I I don't do Deku unless it's you know one of the foolish hints. Um, so I, I think it's a really powerful option, especially for newer players. Because um, if you're just going to do it anyway, it doesn't really matter if it's a stone or medallion. If it's a stone start seed, it's kind of fifty-fifty on if it, if the stone's okay or not. There might be something on Ocarina of Time, might not be, but. The times which it's a stone, you know, it could have an item, two items, pretty easily. Uh, I think in terms of opening routes, the only real question with early Deku is, do you farm the rupees for it? And if so, how much? Because there are people who will, you know, go in and out of, I think it's, is it the House of Twins that has the five rupee pot in it? Yeah. Um, and people will run in and out of that just farming five rupees at a time, get their shield, shield drop for the pot, five rupees at a time, get the sticks, go. Yeah, I've actually timed that out. Um, so for every five rupees that you get in that house, it takes about three seconds. If you, you know, very quickly, you know, you go exactly to the pot, you throw it against the entrance and you get it as you leave, it takes about three seconds. So uh, depending on how much rupees you start with, I think kind of dictates whether or not you go for Deku first. Yeah, I think the question there is, how much do you need to go, yeah, this is worth it? And personally, I, I'm, I'm a very big fan of early Deku, because like I say, I tend to do three song. I want those early explosives. I want that early scale. I feel like we, I think all three of us are really favoring early Deku when we usually can. Uh, if I get anything semblance to close to 40 rupees, I'll uh, I'll probably go. I was, I was going to say, I think 40 is... 40 is that point like 30 to 40 is where i'll be like do i don't i how do i feel on the day anything above 40 i probably go for it right because you can get the ropey in the kakuri shop and you get one from jumping across the uh the platform so that's minus 10 so if you start with 40 you only need 30 and that takes right. uh you know you, 18 seconds 20 seconds you leave mido's house so you get 20 on the kakuri sword route as well so you, I'm counting that as part of the 40, but you do Kakiri Sword Route, you open 20, 
You jump across to the shop, that's another five. You go into the shop to buy a Deku Shield, you grab the five behind and buy your first stick at the same time. You farm 15 in the house, so three pots, and then you get another five jumping over to the shop from the house. You lost 10 seconds to get early Deku done. Great. Here's your bomb bag. Here's your <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just so out of hand. Like, I just... Like, so many times, even... I've, I've had Deku Trees where it's been, oh, Deku Tree is a foolish choice, and I feel terrible about it until I remember, oh, wait, I got 10 shoes in there, and they carried me for half the game. <laughs> if you can scum your 10 shoe pack for 20, 25 checks, I mean, you, you're saving a lot of time. Which, on that route I was saying about the London Ranch Garuda Valley, that is one of the other big strengths there, is it lets you save bomb shoes really effectively. I think that's one of the best routes if you get early shoes. Because you can do your Gerudo Valley into Lake Hylia, pick up your hints, do fishing, save after uh, setting up the Scarecrow song, and then go out and do the Scrub, the Open Grotto if you haven't done it, and then the Remote Grotto, and then just reset. You get the hints on the way, you get those checks, and if there is something there, you don't even have to keep it. You can come back for it later. You save your time of day... You yep. save your shoes. I mean, and then there's you a lot the of same upside again there. in Lost Woods. I, I feel like, like it's not as bad that kind of routing because I feel like well, I'm just going to mention this here in during 4.0, right after season two and like right uh, a bit before season three, the most popular opener was by far the open Grotto to Gerudo Valley route, which really died off. Like I think one person in the tournament so far has done it as I've seen it, and that's Bane yeah. Mido. I think the thing with I think the thing with the Gerudo Valley opening, like that South Hyrule opening, uh, was it was one of the better routes efficient like in terms of early checks and in terms of efficiency. Lots of people did it because you didn't want to leave behind Gerudo Valley and where else are you gonna do that? It it was a really awkward area to route in. By doing that now you're comparing it not to early adult, which is what it was generally being compared to, or Lono Ranch to Greater Valley. You're doing it compared to Open Grotto to Al, which was only developed really towards the start of this season. And that's just so much stronger in so many ways. You still get that early check, you still get that early hint. Two of the movements good enough, which with the C up trick apparently is pretty much free once you've practiced it a bit. So it's really easy to get two hints on that route, get to the owl, and have the perfect time of day for the song, to the point that even if you want to do your Gerudo Valley and Lake Hylia, you do that from London Ranch every time, and then you just leave as soon as you've set first part of Scarecrow, because you've already done the open grotto. Yeah, because it's either that, you either have to get after London or you isolate it forever. The only other really acceptable time is if you're doing like clean up as child that you haven't done, which you probably mm. don't do if you haven't done Valley with Serenade, and that's like the only other acceptable time to go get there. Mm. And of of note here, the uh, the Valley Lake opener was once deemed by top runners as quote the only route, <laughs> the only <laughs> opener, the God route, uh, is a lot of hyperbole but uh, the main thing that kind of changed between now and then is the the hint distribution changed so i mean he went from three 
uh, Way of the Heroes and Two Foolish to Five Way of the Heroes and Three Foolish. So uh, was Four Way of the Heroes and Two Foolish, not Three. Oh, well, <laughs> Four Way of the Heroes and <laughs> Two Foolish. Yeah. Uh, but just that slight change, you know. I don't know if that specifically kind of changed it, but uh... it does help. Uh, the dungeon, yeah. the dungeon aspect of that as well, where you can only get what is it, two dungeons way of the hero, one dungeon foolish. It's still the same, yeah. Um, that's a big deal because now with the extra hints, you're so much more likely to see Gerudo Valley as a foolish choice. So rushing it as early as it used to be done isn't that relevant because you're so much more likely to get a hint telling you not to do it later. Yeah, I mean, you can get two hints in Deku by doing that first as well. So, I mean, it's just a bunch of free information. You can get the one even outside of the Lost Woods entrance, and now you you already have three hints that Lake already has. Like I said, I, I love Three Song in terms of the hints, like the hints it offers. If you do Three Song with Gerudo Valley, London Ranch to Gerudo Valley, with explosives. By the time you've finished Lost Woods and left Sacred Forest Meadow at the top, you've picked up two hints at Deku Tree, four hints at the Temple of Time, one in the Boulder of Destiny, one in Gerudo Valley, three at Lake Hylia, uh, two in... Hyrule Field Grottoes nearby, the open grotto and the remote grotto. Three in and around Lost Woods. Uh, the one just outside and the two inside. And then three at Sacred Forest Meadow. So I lost track of the count a little bit there, but I think that was 14 hints. Plus one more if you have Song of Storms. Because you get the Kakiri Forest Storms Grotto as well. That is so much information to work with. That pretty much tells you your direction for the next hour. It takes, unfortunately, an extra 10-15 minutes on top of everything else that you've done. That's the that's the downside. Walking around the lake is slow. Going to Garuda Valley is slow. So actually, I wrote down one day, and I actually found it here on uh, a piece of paper here. Uh, I was just bored, you know. But uh, I, I wrote down the number of hints per opening route uh, just to see, you know, what was the optimal in terms of information about a seed. And... Uh, well, the traditional quote-unquote three-song with Valley and Lake is 15 total hints. Three-song no Valley Lake is 11. That's including the Temple of Time hints. Mm -hmm. uh, doing a Deku Tree start with three-song, well, now you're in the range of 14 to 17. So it's, it is the most that you can get by doing three-song plus Deku Tree. I must, have been, I must have been off by a hand. So in that case, there's if you then have explosives, you add two more into that because you get the remote grotto and the Lost Woods one. Yeah. So if you pick up explosives early, it goes up to 19 hints, which but is what about, absurd. What about early adult? They get the most info, right? Uh, the the well, medallions. The medallion check. That might actually be the most info. So doing straight instant adult with the Dodongo's Cavern Dip with bombs is 12 without strength or bombs it's eight so that's the fort temple of time oh wow the one in cac the back grotto what mm -hmm. else <laughs> i'm trying to think 
because you don't according to when you do it inst right instead adult you don't get the one in castles you don't get the the one i mean if in... that's if that's going over to minuet check then i guess you get the three there as well right that's probably the one to consider yeah where you get the three on on the in the sfm mm -hmm. so eh. so a lot of the consistency of of this three song route is is built in not only with the hints or the the, the songs but also the hints here um you just get so much information about a seed and there was a, a bracket match recently uh where i think they had all of the hints in 27 minutes collectively i don't think they individually had yeah. them mm -hmm. but right just but... been reading early hints they had we had all of them which was... So, I, I was just going to steer away from this as well. One other quick thing, and this kind of ties in with the information, but also early adults' biggest, biggest, biggest strength. In what situation do you not do early adult if you start with a forest medallion? Oh, yeah, that's a, a, good, a, good, a good point. Never. Up that. Uh, I feel I like mean... if you get the forest medallion, I feel like, personally for me, it's a, it's a shoe-in as an early adult because you get a free and having that extra free song when you do your early adult is so good unless it's like a bad song but very often it's going to be like a good warp song to get you around to get more checks it's either going to be a song that unlocks more checks like Zelda's lullaby which gets you another extra song on top of that you get an extra song so it's like very likely you get something that gets you going somewhere else so i think the big thing for me here there's kind of two things that can steer me away from that um, the first one, so keeping in mind, I, I like early Deku Tree if I can. If I've done early Deku, and either Deku or starting Medallionist Forest, I'm then leaning towards that early adult. But the time of day lines up at that point to get the Zelda's Lullaby check. So I'll generally get that check first, and then go back and go adult afterwards. If that song is Prelude or Serenade, I'll do three, I'll do three songs. Because then you get guaranteed free access back to time. Yeah, that's that's what I'll usually do when I can like when I used to do one song, which was pretty weird when I just did the usual <laughs> valley route and just got one song and went adult. Mm -hmm. If I got preloader serenade, that's an insta shoe in as to get even minuet. Sometimes can be kind of I should probably stay because it's so efficient to stay mm -hmm. kind of deal. But I think preloader serenade, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the other thing, kind of on the flip side to that, is if I ever see Graveyard Way of the Hero, I want to rush adult. There are so many checks there as adult. You get four, nothing, which just, well, you get you get three of them when you see with the, uh, yeah. the, the ludge. And then obviously, yeah, like, if your first song is Sun Song, you get another one. If you've got Zelda's Lullaby, you can get the song check there but generally you get three and a bit there you i count that as four you can peek the one on the ledge as well as child you get two one of your time of day if your time of day is bad you get to look at the one on the ledge and that's it um otherwise you get two more and that's if your time of day is perfect because damn fair digging yay so at that point, like, if you see a Graveyard Way of the Hero, I actually, that makes me want to do Early Adult more. Yeah, but how often? The only place you could see that is in Castle or it's in... It's rare. Yeah. Temple of Time, yeah. It's like that, 
that's like the thing where getting hints before doing market can be but i feel like it's so inefficient that's like another thing that can happen where i've i used to go get the the hint and right on in law in uh kukiri forest where you get the hint just in case it's like oh what if it's market baron or if it's valley baron it can change the dynamic of your routing I, yeah, I think it's really important to have an idea of what your opening is going to be before you've even started. Because if you're... Shift it based on the things you find, you know. Like I say, I, I'm i a big, big fan of three song as it is. If I see a Graveyard Way of the Hero, that might make me consider early adult. But I'm going to go in assuming I'm doing three song until something tells me otherwise. If that's the case, I'm not going to go up and get the hint in Kakiri Forest. Because there's no point. I'm coming back for it in... 20 minutes and it's the same thing for early adult where if you find like a valley with here or a long on with you you'd probably want more likely to want to stay in child and do your three song mm. because you know you're going to get something that is required compared to if you go adult eh, maybe i'll get something you know who, who knows mm-hmm. okay, kind of circling back to the forest medallion start i'm actually a big fan of just just go get the Temple of Time hints after getting Mido's house. And then you you go into Temple of Time as child. You check the stones. You get your um, y- your song. And then depending on what it is, you can just go straight back child and do three song. The only time you really waste is running into Temple of Time and running back out. So Yeah, it's like the cutscenes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so about a minute maybe a little bit more but that information can be really key in uh making sure you, you avoid some kind of the pitfalls of the seed so maybe if See, you that's... find min- if you find minuet like you can just go straight minuet then you can do deku tree depending on the items you find you could just go get more hints mm. that's a really interesting one to me because like i i like it in theory but at that point i'm questioning why you don't just do adult kakariko at that point like what is stopping why why stop there if you're gonna go adult it takes very little time to uh so i guess more so if you play on vc but if you're playing on emulator it takes like no time to go and do your adult kak and then just save quit back to templar time anyway so i'm gonna add basically at that point if you're already committing to going adult to take the time shift which is usually the downside of going to the early adult anyways just go check adult cac at least Mm. and then if it's nothing that yeah you can just come back and yeah i think if i'm if i'm going adult just to get one song then i might as well go and get the second or third well i'm thinking the storm check yeah Like, I, at the very least, I want to do adult cack at that point. If my plan is to go straight back to child, I'll take the, like, couple of seconds of Hyrule Field, adult cack, get the song, that's it. Leave. So, the other thing as well, there are some variations of these routes that we've just not touched on at all yet. Um, two song. Two song was one that, again, came up around the same sort of time as the Grotto to Owl. I think they started being kind of innovated at the same sort of time where and this kind of depends on again the two songs you get but if you get the song in london ranch and then walk back to hyrule castle and go adult see i'm personally not a really fan of that because if you 
I can get it to do two song if you have either Prelude or Serenade and not Minuet or like not. I mean, even Serenade at that point, you can just do more child stuff, but I could get with Prelude. But otherwise, I'm not really, I don't see much of the appeal because why waste time to backwalk when you can just save warp, go get another song and then have to backwalk anyways. I think I've done it exactly twice. And it comes back to something we were talking about earlier. I think both times I've done it, it's been because London Ranch had one of the child warp songs for Temple of Time. Um, it was Prelude or Serenade. And so as soon as you pick that up, you're like, okay, if I go adult now, I know I can get back here easily later. Um, if you do the... Oh, no, sorry. it was I think it was Minuet specifically I got. Or Minuet or Bolero. Because it makes going adult that much more appealing. The flip side being, if you get your prelude or serenade in that, that like you're just like, well whatever i'll just finish might three song well. instead yeah might yeah. as well finish three song i think bolero would be the only one because if you get minuet you're you don't want to isolate that child song as well i think i well i i so i tend to do gerudo valley so that's the difference there is like i don't tend to warp from there anyway yeah that's why i feel like it's kind of like a more iffy route that i haven't i don't mm-hmm. really i personally am not a fan of um i don't really see the appeal of it either I like it if it causes a song like Warp Chain. I think that's it. Yeah. I don't I don't understand Valley. I just you you have to hold me by gunpoint for me to do it in an opener these days. I just I don't know. I just I don't know. I I like efficient routing. And this is it. Skipping Gerudo Valley or doing Gerudo Valley is considered a risk at this point. It's if your risk, if you do it early, it's because you want to be thorough and efficient as early as possible. If you're skipping it, it's because you're banking on being able to get there and check those as adult, or you're skipping them entirely. Those are those are the risks. And I think the middle ground is going there as adult, using bomb shoes and whatever to check it. I think that's kind of like the safe middle ground. I tend to play very efficiently at this point because I've realised that. As as I go further into a seed, I start to make more and more stupid gambles, and they don't pay off. So at this point, I'm just like, whatever, I'll do everything, and I can't lose to tilting. Gerudo Valley falls into that. It's part of that do-everything game plan. Yeah, I think the like one thing that kind of changes literally everything about your opener is if you find Prelude in like, the first thing that you check, either on Zelda's Lullaby or like you know the second or third thing in Child, like... Maybe you go and extend your child section. Maybe you just don't go adult for an hour. I mean, probably just very, very powerful as a song, even if it's in a uh, foolish area. Um, it just it can ch- completely change your your opener. Yeah, because even if you get like Lon Lon Baron, people will still go to Lon Lon because the song can be really powerful. Even if like <laughs> yeah, so go in, get the song, leave. Serenade's the same thing. I mean, you can go set up here real easily you can access you know, water you... temple and not have to backwalk or opponent across the oh. field like seven times <laughs> yeah i mean you can you can do so much with serenade as well and you can get more hints i mean you can pass time the day you can mm-hmm. get back to kakariko without nocturne really easily that way so i think skipping any song at this point is just i think that's the real risk in openers nowadays 
In terms of the long child route, we spoke earlier about the idea that Deku Tree is pretty much a free dungeon. You know, it's all available pretty much from the start and you're almost always going to do it even if it's a stone. The one thing I've seen that I dislike is long child sections that do as many dungeons as possible. I don't like doing bottom of the well or Jabu in a long child section. That seems like a mistake to me. Jabu I mean, especially. Jabu I can understand. Well, I can... I mean, it's probably like... the Checks per minute is probably the best dungeon in the game for that. I think the thing with bottom of the well is, again, it's a playstyle thing. Knowing that, like I say, I tend to be very efficient. I tend to want to clear out as much as possible. If I'm clearing bottom of the well, I also want to be doing down pay digging and chickens. Maybe not chickens. That one I'll, that one I'll skip a fair amount but Since it, what if, it's get so Nocturne, inefficient nocturne storms into the L plus bombs in your child opener like you just kind of have to do it i feel like personally it's super unlikely that it'll happen but yes i probably do it at that point yeah i mean it, it can come up this is what i mean mm-hmm. what the odds are pretty low that you get those exact three songs probably like un- lower than one percent but i think it's more like if i get storms ZL. And like bomb chews, but not bombs. And that's it. And then I get like serenade, for example. I'll probably go adult before I do bottom of the well. I can see that. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, Personally. bottom of the well is just for me. It's very time dependent in in game time or not in game time, but uh, the, on my timer that I have specifically. Uh, if it's before 30 minutes in a seed, and I have access to Bomb of the Well, maybe no bombs, but I have ZL and Song of Storms, I'm just going there. I mean, you can't talk me out of it. It's just, it's so efficient. The seed's practically putting it on a silver platter for you, and just, I feel like you have to do it before, if you have access to it before 30 minutes, it's just, it's very efficient. There could be multiple items in there. If it's an all dungeon seed, um, even pushes it even further mm. i think jabu in particular is the main one that i i cannot agree with doing in a long child section i know people who have done it very successfully but i i cannot agree with it because if you've not done your medallion check doing jabu is such a huge time sink for very little gain yeah, i've done it a couple times myself and i think <laughs> I think I've done it maybe two times or something like that. And one time, yeah, it was insane. I got like some item out of it. And it was a medallion. And then I just went adult and did more medallions. And then the other time, uh, well, it was a stone dungeon and it was uh, foolish. It was hinted foolish. And I just oh. never found the hint. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's a pretty high, high risk. Maybe kind of low reward for doing job of not knowing your stone layout. Yeah, I think turning in the letter is one thing. Because doing Ice Cavern during your adult one is so, so satisfying for... Yeah, I like, and I, this comes back to, you know, the whole reason that three song is the safe, consistent route. Pretty much every routing decision I make in, like, Rando is how many songs can I get in the most efficient way possible? Up until at least the first seven or so. But, you know, that's, that's what these openers are usually for. Like, early adult is 
don't know. I, I just, I don't know. It's, I feel like, no, it's like the least popular. That's, that's why I usually do it more so, which is, I don't, I don't know if popularity of a certain route makes it more appealing or not. I feel like it is. It the, makes it more of a safe play versus gamble, right? It's the same thing as Garuda Valley being skipped at this point is, at this stage, I would say that's no longer a gamble to skip it. I wouldn't say it's also, I'd say it's just literally, it's a judgment call. It's not a gamble one way or the other. But if you go back half a year, if somebody had if somebody had said, oh, I skipped Gerudo Valley as child in this race, everyone would have been like, wow, what on earth were you thinking? That's an insane gamble. Why did you do that? And now um, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I think early adult is that. Early adult right now is the gamble. Mm-hmm. I think it scales depending on how many players are actually playing in a race. Um, you know, all the way from 1v1s, you have one opponent. You can you can do a lot of crazy stuff in 1v1s and still pull out on top. It really depends on who you're playing. But, you know, in the 100-person qualification races, like, it's just going to magnify every wrong decision you make. So, uh, really, I think the, the opener that you choose should kind of have that in mind as well. Um, where maybe the larger races you do the more consistent things you do x y and z all the way up to you know going adult but in in 1v1s you have pretty much free reign uh on what you on what you choose so i think the number of players uh, i think can inform your your routing choices as well all righty then covered quite a lot with that yeah so i guess we'll wrap things up here we'll come back to this topic at some point in the future um next week we'll be talking about this with some slightly different settings some uh some of the you know skulls scrubs cows that kind of thing entrance rando see how that shakes up those openings spoilers quite a lot um and then eventually we'll come back to this with taking that early game decision influencing your mid game and how to carry them through into that have either of you got more you want to add to any of this? No, I think we uh, did a pretty good job of covering stuff here. At least, you know, as kind of a... The basic, yeah. Yeah, the basic premise of openers. Um, kind of how they function within each other. You know, the mo- more popular ones that you- you're often going to see in races. Um, you know, all the way from small pickup races to the uh, the big ones, so... I was going to say, if you have any more thoughts on other routes that we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, if anyone has any feedback for us, um, we, you know, a few episodes in now and love to hear from everyone. If you've got ideas for topics to talk about, comments you want to give us on the episodes we've done, feedback on the podcast as a whole, please let us know, message any of us on Discord and... So yeah, email us on gossipstonepodcast at gmail.com. Just let us know what you think. Yeah, we want to make this as good as it can be for all of us. And signing off, I'm Emo Soto. I'm Riley. And I'm Yoshi. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>